yo, 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 Hi guys, I'm Larry McCall, Larry McCall with the corners, Larry McCall with some soreness, that's it, that's it, that's it. Welcome to DLT, DLT with the corners. I'm here again guys, um, consistency, I can't believe I'm doing this, this is, this is amazing guys, this is um, episode 13, I'm so proud of myself first of all, super proud of myself. Um, oh, man, see we're coming off a very rough week, in fact probably the Arguably, right up there as one of the worst um, 12-ish days of my entire life. And that says a lot, 27 years. For this to rank as one of the worst 12 days of my life. I've experienced everything. Um, all the emotional imbalance, anger, everything, pain, just been such a mess from. And um, I've, it's taken a long while because, you know, um, episode 11, I spoke about um, the fall. Yeah. And I said at the end of the episode, we will rise again. Nope, we did not. We kept going, kept digging. But um, like I said last um, on episode 11, there was one constant, you know, um, which is still amazing. Through the foolishness, through the, um, because I kept beating myself up, man. I honestly kept beating myself up. Um, even though I'm in a dark place now, thanks to my sister, I don't mean that place like that. I mean, like, literally, the studio is dark right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've been through it. And um, so today, guys, um, we'll talk about forgiveness because it's taking a, a long while to forgive myself. It was literally this morning, which is a fun coincidence because um, there was a plan to record today. And I'm like, I only record based on inspiration. I have nothing to say. So there's nothing going to happen. Then I had like a three-hour window where I stood up from my bed, sat on the floor, literally. Um, and there's a level of pain that goes beyond crying. Yeah. Where you're just, you're asking to cry, but you just can't cry. So sad. But um, yeah, so um, today's a, it's an extra level of vulnerability because um, the past 12 days, I've experienced things inside of me that... Honestly, I thought I'd gone past. Um, I've felt a very strong urge and sensation to go back to smoking, and I have not smoked anything in three years. Yeah, this twenty. Yeah, in three years. And in fact, I, there was there was a night where uh, I think I walked by someone smoking a cigarette, and then actually paused. But then now, it's, it's not even possible because I I've only smoked a cigarette once. It was one night in July 2014. First time, did it, stopped it, that was the end. Also, part of what really kept me away from it was um, um, months later, um, a homie from that night, um, we smoked together and all that. Um, he died from cancer, so that kind of scarred me already. And I'm like, never, 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 never. But yeah, um, it's been rough. Um, nothing has gone well but it hasn't been like bad things have been happening you know like last time i said you know my phone cracked and all that this has just been me being upset it was actually yesterday that i realized i was upset um i realized i was wavy and down but i was actually upset yesterday i was upset with myself i was upset with pops 
you know and it brings me to the point where the most beautiful thing for me about having a relationship with pops it's not even it's not it's, you know yeah his blessings are nice and all those things but honestly for me it's the fact that you can feel your feelings he lets you feel your feels and by feeling your feels bro you can be angry you can be upset you can trash talk you can walk away you can do what you want to do you can see you can go wayward not like wayward jones but well you can you can just you can yawa decide to do go on just go off and he'll still be there all through all through your waywardness all through your mess your anger whatever it is you still be there like and you see and you will hear if you're in tune with that voice you keep hearing that voice like bro you don't have to do this like i'm here man like when you're ready i'm here you know pick you back up more you don't have to do this but yeah hey i had one win i didn't take milk shocking because every night I battled it and I always imagined myself with a bowl of cereal, a bowl of cereal, a bowl of cereal. And I think when the order was getting really bad, I slept off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's amazing to think that, I mean, can you imagine, think of any human relationship you have, whatever your parents, your bestie, your partner, whatever that you can actually feel your feelings and be upset, be angry, react without judgment, act up, throw a tantrum without judgment. There's literally no repercussion. It doesn't mean you act a fool because at the end of the day, the only, the other side to it is um, why you're doing whatever you're doing, reacting in your anger or whatever to Pops is, you're really hurting yourself, which is why Pops is really not happy about that because you reacting, spazzing, and all this is you. It's still going to pain you. Because the things you do still affect you. You know? There's, that's one of the painful things for me about binge eating. You know, like, yeah, there's binge watching TV. I binge eat. That is my one issue, binge eating. So you binge eat to eat into your feelings and, you know, eat away your feelings. And then later on, you feel like, crap, I'm getting fat. And then do you know what you do to counter that? You eat again. I know. It's amazing. Amazing. You eat as your solution to having an eating problem. I know. It makes no sense, but that's how my lovely brain works. But yeah, I I clocked something. And um, I want to share something with you. Yeah, I was saying I, I clocked something. I wanted to share something with you. And um, it was, I think it was yesterday also. It's so amazing. Yesterday was such an amazing day. But yeah, I think it was even this morning, not even yesterday. You know the funny thing about prayer that I don't think we discuss enough about. You know, as much as we, you know, we learn to go in, prayer is the key, prayer is the key. So yeah, prayer is the key. Yeah. It's like the key to the door, like the key to your car. But just like your car, there are other components to the car. Like you can have a key to your room and the key, the room is literally empty. You can have a key to a car and there's no fuel in the car. There are no tires. There's no staring. Having the keys pointless. So I'm not saying prayer is pointless, but prayer is the key. But my point is, I think we tend to imagine once you pray, like equals prayers, like you know, equals to bam, you get the answer. I think what I what I believe, and look, I might be wrong, but it's my opinion, is that prayer is the key. But what prayer does is it changes your mindset. It doesn't change in that moment. It might not change the situation. But it changes right there and there 
how you feel about it. Because, like I said this morning, when I sat on the floor, fam, I was, my day started with the negotiation with Pops. I'm like, fam, see, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm here again, I know. Uh, I'm not really here to talk to you, but I'm here to let you know that fam, just take me out. Yeah, like, someone else could honestly be using this life space that I'm using. Just take me out. Like, I'm voluntary, I'm voluntarily saying, just, you know, let me not be here. Let someone else do, you know, be useful. Take me out. So I felt I was in that dark space where I'm like, man, I don't really see the point anymore. And by the time I was done praying, not that all the things that got me there were resolved. No, nope, nothing. But how I felt while I was praying and after I was praying was a completely different human being. If I while I was praying, mid prayer, I'm still praying. Um, a number of things where were said to me and I know okay I whipped up my phone and then did what it needed to be done and I continued praying. So it doesn't I think that mentality because and the weird thing is lately um I think I've been trying to understand and it started from I watched a show on Netflix, something about money. You know, um weirdly enough like I don't I, I watch documentaries but I'm very skeptical and I roll my eyes a lot about stuff that I have to do like oh making more money or how to make money or this one but I found myself watching yeah two different shows like from episodes from season one to season whatever completely about money and one key thing for me was they were not trying to drop get rich scheme um, get get fast you know money making schemes but it was more of your mindset, the psychology you have about something is really the issue in most cases. So the psychology we have about prayer, thinking that you just you just pray and it's settled. Now, prayer sets your mood right, if anything. It gives you a level of peace that you, you calm down. You know, there's time that sometimes you're you're stressed, you're you're there was a night, as much as I was fighting on pops, there was a night this week that and that, that's a funny thing. Pop was not upset. He was the spirit was literally still with me. There was a night I could not sleep, and I never have insomnia, but I could not sleep, and I tried everything. Sleep was not coming. So I tapped into the spirit, which I didn't want to tap into. That's funny. I didn't want to tap into, and I started praying, and then I slept off. And that ease came. That's what prayer does. Prayer gives you a certain level of peace. It doesn't, like I said. In that moment, the problem might not be solved. And in some cases, depending on what it is you're praying about, the problem will be solved. Because sometimes I'm praying about something, and by the time I'm done praying, because I might pray and put my phone on airplane mode, and I turn on my phone, I come back to civilization, and I say, okay, certain things have been answered. But the true cocoa of prayer is that it just sets, it sets your mentality right. It's kind of like... I was having a discussion with one about sharing. Doing life together is not that. When you start talking to someone, all your problems will be going to be solved. No, fam. The fact that you're opening up and sharing, is it's, it does something to you. Whether or not you want to admit it, but the moment you start sharing with someone, a part of the burden leaves you because you feel lighter. The weight on you feels lighter. Like The fact that you could open up and share and talk about something. And not just keep you caged in. Bring some level of sanity to you. 
So, cause the goal, and I think, and it's also the mentality. Like I said, the problem is people think, oh, you know, you only you need to share, you only need to share your problems when the person gives you a solution. But how do you know if the person is going to give you a solution? Yeah, how do you know the person is going to give you a solution if you don't share? And it's not even solution. That's not the whole point. Doing life together is so it changes the mentality. It doesn't solve the problem. It's just um, how you handle it. Like I was saying. And um, the beauty about doing life together is um, let me give you an instance and I can judge the person's reaction from what I'm about to say. Um, doing life together, you know, beyond just sharing, it's not like I'm sitting down and sharing your feelings and all that, bro, bro. You're getting to know someone, you're knowing them on a different level. So, um, so one of my sisters, you've heard me say, sister, sister, sister. Um, the past, would I say, three weeks have been pretty beautiful. Do you know why? We found something that we really connected with. We love watching TV and we have a, a thing for British content. <laughs> and um, so we started watching Downton Abbey. This is my third time watching it, but I still feel the feels watching each and every episode. And literally, we can't go a single day, no matter how either of us is tired, without watching at least one episode, or at least three-quarter of one episode to get through it. And it has made the relationship smoother. You know, it feels like, it feels real. You know, it's a, it's a level of vulnerability that we have crossed with the fact that we're sharing this together. Oh, stop blushing. <laughs> He's in the studio, that's required. But, but yeah, to be honest, there's a level of vulnerability that has come with it. And um, guys, man, it's, it's something. And um, I know I, I sound more upbeat because like I said, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm finally out of it, guys. But it has taken me doing a lot of unnecessary things. And that's the problem. You know, when you fall, what you did never becomes as important as the fact that you're beating yourself up. And if you're like me, sometimes it takes too long and you end up doing things you eventually regret. But um, I think one of the most painful things is um, there's a very strong pain that comes with um, being a man. Uh, yeah. So pull my road there and go, oh, mm, you're talking about men, but yeah, it's fact. Um, one of the harsh realities for me was, um, and my down moment was, um, the uniqueness of us as men is, for us, to be honest, as a man, literally, you succeed or you die. That's what the reality feels like. So when it feels like, when you feel like you're not succeeding, we are not hitting the levels and the numbers you want to hit. Because there are two sides to it. There's hitting the numbers and levels you want to hit. And there's not even hitting any number or level at all. And either way, it, it sinks you. Because it, like, it just feels like the other side of success for us as men is, um, is death. You know, um, if you're not going to sort it out on your own, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to help you. There's no, there's no sympathy for not doing well as a man. 
it is succeed or death i'm sure a number of lads can relate to it so when you start or i start feeling that way bro it's kind of like what am i living for like it now becomes a thing of like i feel like i'm wasting space you know there's a different level of fear that comes with it and sometimes it's even i think there's a milestone i'm about to cross or something i'm about to do and i feel like man i can't do it too scared Mm -mm. jesus speak someone else pick someone else and today i was reminded of um i read about i read from jeremiah um chapter one from four to eight and i'll read six and eight first i'll be six to eight first if i read um four to six and um because for me six to eight struck me first and um verse six said alas alas <laughs> sovereign lord i said i do not know how to speak i am too young but the lord said to me do not say i am too young you must go to everyone i send you to and say whatever i command you do not be afraid of them for i am with you and will rescue you because the lord then we'll go back to 46 wherefore says the word of the lord came to me saying before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i appointed you as a prophet to the nations and why this one struck me was because in all my rabadaba and my helter skelter and my brother my life is coming to an end and reacting and feeling my feels um the spirit always remains calm you know every time i felt like oh my god my life is going my life is over yeah. and i'm panicking the spirit is just like oh, calm down like just chill and it's very annoying I'm not gonna lie it's annoying because like everything you use panicking your faculties are panicking your body is panicking like you're losing your absolute marbles and the spirit is literally just there like, oh, you're cool. Like, it's all right. And you're like, I just did this. Like, I just, look what happened. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's cool. Like, no pressure. It's you. Like, but I can't do this. Look at, look at what I'm, I'm so sorry to you, but it's you. Like, it's you lying me. <laughs> the coolness. You got this. Like, you've already sorted this out. But let someone else do it. No. You're supposed to do it. You're the chosen one. The chosen one. Very annoying. Very absolutely annoying. Like you can actually just lose your mind because it's that annoying. But yeah, um, I will point something out. In my dark times, as much as I crawled away a bit, I maintained my community, which is very key, guys. Because you absolutely might even go off the ledge if you get into a dark place and you completely remove yourself your community is everything your community fam is everything your community might be my g might literally just be one person that might be your core community i don't also advise i just have one person in your community come on the world is not that hopeless come on but a community of trusted people persons that if things are going south from see this is how me i arrange mine they're my first respondents the first respondents are like the firefighters that want something things go south i can reach out to them in that moment they're feeling it and dealing with it like i am from first responder just like 
if you watch if you watch any American drama, when they take the person and then they're trying to sort the person out right in the ambulance, then they get to the hospital. The the trauma doctors. So the trauma doctors are sorting out, trying to find out, okay, based on what the first responders have done, this is the next level. So you have this next level of people that they might be a bit more experienced because sometimes your first respondents might actually be so good enough to be in every stage. But they might have second level, people that are a bit more experienced that you don't tell them as it is happening. But maybe as things are cooling down, maybe after some hours or later on in the day. Now, after that, you have when things are settled. Guy, okay, I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy and New Amsterdam. <laughs> so I know what I'm saying. So after you go through the trauma um, surgeons and they do their bit to stabilize things, they know that, okay, um, there's a hole in the heart or we need um, auto. We need auto. Okay, it's peds. We need peds because this is the child. And okay, but we need peds, but we need um, um, cardiology because it's a heart issue. Now, those ones are now people that look. Whatever it is they are going through might have gone to a point where you've patched up a bit. You're like 50% okay. You're, you're calmer. You're not panicking and all that. And then you now relay this message to these people. And then those ones are now the experienced surgeons that will handle it, the surgery. <laughs> but we, before the surgeon, all these other people needed to be involved. If not, the surgeon will not be able to do the job clearly. I say clearly. Clearly. My point is, fam, you need people. You got to do life with people. Because that's how you get through stuff. And understanding people's strength is knowing where to place them. I have people that lie, 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 lie. They cannot be first respondents. I would die. I would absolutely die. Sizu! Love that man. To the moon and back. But Sizu, first respondent, you're going to die. There are some days, though, that Sizu has been the first respondent. I'm not going to lie. And I think those days, Pops needed him to talk to me. Because I might call him and he will pick up immediately. But the reality is, Sizzle is more like a, a surgeon. Yeah? You've done all the bit, 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 bit. They meet with him. He does everything, patches everything. In fact, it's more like um, even plastic surgery. You know, you understand? It, makes, it takes you back to where you need to. You know, you understand? But first, so, and I think sometimes we kill ourselves, but people that are not first respondents level, like meaning that a first responder, someone that is between your first responders is not someone that is busy beyond busy like the person's life is busy even the person's life is so busy that they are so busy for their own life that cannot be your first one you will die except for maybe that person's spouse you understand it's the only way that person can be your first one hey you understand but um yeah and and yeah the bible talks about sharing your burdens leaning on each other like i've said on this podcast guys jesus had 12 disciples bro that says it all if jesus had 12 disciples jesus why didn't jesus do it alone bro let's see, let me take it deeper for you there's god the holy spirit and jesus there's a whole trinity not one there's a trinity because things are more effective when there's more than one god is there send jesus out Jesus did his bit and the Holy Spirit had to come in because the Holy Spirit is covering more ground than what Jesus Jesus was limited by landmass and mortality. The Holy Spirit has no limit. So the Spirit is literally with you and with you. 
there's a whole system synergy that works we are angels there's a whole system so fam especially when if there are people in your life that have decided that you fam i got you i'm gonna be here you know lean on me lean on them please and also remember it's it's not fair when one person is leaning on one person and um like i share with you and i try to you know do life with you give you updates and stuff like that i'm not getting you know you're not recipro- reciprocating because then you know you get the feeling that you don't especially when you know it's different if you're with your shrink you're with your therapist you know you're paying the person to listen to you but you're a friend we're doing life together if i'm sharing with you and you don't share with me but and when you are going through your dark days you just disappear don't do that don't do that the trust vulnerability because when you if you ghost on people when things go hard it means you don't trust them that's it the only vulnerable people you trust it's as simple as that whether or not we want to sugarcoat it it's hard yeah 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 if you trust you find a way that's it but yeah fam um i'm out of it yep doing better and um i can keep telling you fam pops loves you but it's no hassle if you're not ready for him that's cool that's cool you'll be waiting you can do you when you're ready he's got you and um my handle on instagram is lyamiko tiktok should probably be the same thing lyamiko instagram yeah twitter is lyamiko underscore as l-a-y-o-m-i-c-o-l-e underscore um instagram and tiktok is just l-a-y-o-m-i-c-o-l-e then snapchat will be the same thing lyamiko email lyamiko lyamiko.co at gmail.com so reach out um i got you you know Whatever it is, don't do life alone. Reach out. Talk to somebody. That's it. Stay pimping. Also. And like I said, Pops loves you. Me, I love you. Love me a model more. I still love you. So cheers. If I've been doing life with the corners. Ha! <laughs> Pizza much. <laughs> Alright, cheers from bye-bye. This, this song is really, you know, this beat is really smacking. Oh, wait, who did it? Oh, it was me. Ah-ha! Bye. <laughs> Conus.